Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Welcome, everyone, to Adoption Unscripted Radio. I am Micah, your host, as always. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am recording from home, which is not unusual. I record from home often. However, there's something a little bit different about today's recording because we are on fall break in Nashville, Tennessee, which means that I am not alone. I have three dogs and about, let me see, six other family members that are somewhere in this house. Now, I have threatened them, okay, not to come down to the studio, not to knock on the door, not to let the dogs out, not to get any water, and to not even go to the bathroom if they can hold it for this next hour. Let's hope that that happens. Um, Usually they they take my threats pretty seriously, but you know, you never really know. And my guest is laughing. You can't hear her. Maybe you can, but she's laughing in the background because she probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And I'm super excited about my guest, and I'm going to get to that really quickly, but Something happened that I just want to share, you know, I'm, I'm geeked out by it. It was funny, and I thought y'all might like to hear it. So on last week's show, I mentioned that my sister and I start planning our holiday season as soon as we see the first leaf turn color. And we, we jump right in. I mean, full full throttle, full steam ahead, we jump in. Well, I um, mentioned that on the show last Friday, and my nephew, Josh, uh, he's a twin. His sister's name is Layla. And uh, he shouldn't have been listening to this show. He doesn't really listen that much. I have to say, Josh, listen to Auntie's show. He's like, ugh. But so I don't think he heard the show. Anyway, um, so I mentioned that we start our holiday thing. And he plays the in the band. He and Layla both play in the band. I think Layla plays the trombone. And Josh, because he's a huge uh, Michael Bublé fan. But who isn't, right? Okay. Um, he plays the alto sax. So I was coming down the stairs and I heard him playing jingle bells on the alto sax. And I thought, that's what I'm talking about. It's holiday time up in here. We're getting our jingle bells on. He might even give us a little concert later on. Because I was serious. We get our holiday on as soon as we see. Now, it is like 80 degrees in Nashville. We don't care about that. It's holiday time. Okay? And so everyone join me. You won't regret it. It's holiday time. Now, to get on to our guest, this is a special guest of mine. I talked to her, oh, let me see, I think it was about two months ago, maybe. My time flies, and hers does too, so she probably doesn't remember exactly either. We're both very busy women, and we talk about that all the time as well. But I talked to her about two months ago, and we talked on the phone for about four hours. I called her. I was going to leave her a message because I thought, who answers the phone at 10 o'clock? And she answered the phone. And we talked until about 1 in the morning. Now, I go to sleep at 9.30. I'm not even sure I was up at 10. But we talked until 1 in, I haven't done that since I was in high school, literally. That's how much we had to talk about. I know we will not touch on everything today. She has promised that she will come back to the show because we will have so many more things to talk about than what we can touch on today. But we are going to go ahead and jump in. My very, very special guest um, is Linnea Krukovich. Did I get that right? 
You did. You did. I did. Fantastic. She is the founder of Life After Placement. Now, I was going to call Life After Placement a support group, but it's so much more than that. It's not a support group. It is a support group plus. It is for birth moms. Now, that's a voice that we haven't heard from on this show yet, and that was intentional because I feel like all adoption starts with the birth mom, the expected mom, and I wanted to represent that voice as authentically and as real as I possibly could, so I took some time in um, choosing to have this show. Because like I said, we talked about two months ago. But we were ready. I felt ready. I contacted her. She was like, absolutely sign me up. She was ready to go. And now is the time. So welcome, 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 Linnea, to Adoption Unscripted. I'm so jazzed that you are here with me today. Um, you can probably tell. You can probably tell I'm smiling. You can hear it. And I am excited. When I get excited, I tend to talk really fast and possibly stutter a little bit. Some of my friends were like, oh, you're I, right. I do the same thing. Okay. So, so they, they, they might not even know. <laughs> right. They'll think it's how we always sound. Okay, great. So tell me, please, start off and share with me your why. Why did you start this awesome, awesome group for uh, birth moms? And what is the what drives you to continue this work? Um, well, to tell you the why, I'd have to do a little bit of history on that. If if you want me to go into the history a little bit, I want you to go. In, I know the history. I want you to go into it, and they need to hear it too. So, give us some history. Perfect. So, I am a birth mother of twenty six years and fourteen years reunited, and now a grandmother of four. And when I started out, it was a private adoption, domestic. And when I went to a lot of the agencies at that time, it was very offensive for me because I still wanted to have the opportunity to be in my daughter's life. And the agencies basically stated, you got yourself into this mess. Our job is to find a safe place for this baby and you can move on with your life. And that felt so cold and ingenuous and very demeaning to me. And I just couldn't step into another agency. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I went to several of them. And so I just really involved myself into finding as much education as I could. And there's absolutely nothing in the libraries. And at the time, the Internet wasn't exactly as in- accessible as it is now. And that just aged myself there. And um, You so did. <laughs> I, I found a lot of things, but it was basically statistics um, from psychologists or maybe adoptive parents. But there was nothing about birth mothers. And so I tried to get as much information as I could or at least try to understand it. When I went through the whole process, it was an amazing process. It was the best choice that I could make for her, especially at the time. And as much as I wanted to keep her, I just felt like being a single parent wasn't in her best interest. Mm-hmm. And through mm-hmm. the years, it, it has become um, more of a difficult thing because... When I was pregnant with my son, which was 12 years after I had placed with her, I didn't realize that I was going through a, a, a huge trauma in my life, and no one really talks about it, and I've taught, you know, we all go to our OBGYNs when we're pregnant and think, what's wrong with me? You know, I'm really experiencing this, 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 and you hope that they have the answers, and they really don't because they just handle the immediate problems of what your body physically does. The psychological part, they usually just throw a prescription at you of saying, go see a psychiatrist or a counselor. 
Mm-hmm. And so I really thought I was crazy. And I knew that I was mourning the loss of my daughter while I was pregnant with my son. And luckily I did find a few people that could help me through it and walked me through kind of the process and the mourning process, but no one ever really could put a name to it. And so through the years, I ended up with um, PTSD that no one really thought about could be a possibility because it was considered to be something still that the military people would experience, not, not somebody like birth mothers. I mean, that's the last thing they would think that would be. And then postpartum depression was a huge part also. And again, it's just considered to be, oh, you'll be fine in six weeks, you'll be, you'll be okay. And it took a while um, for me to really process a lot of that and look at some information and kind of kept it to myself and kind of process it myself because it wasn't something that when I did bring it up, I got a real sense of you're crazy, you know, just deal with it. It's in the past, you know, you're done. And it, it really took a lot of work for me to find the right kind of counselors to understand what I was saying, let alone processing it. And they really weren't educated in the process of um, post-placement care, especially after several years, and let alone PTSD. Right. So right. That was that was that was my first kind of real adamancy to really do a lot of education and try to find out what was really going on. And then when my daughter was introduced to me, she was introduced to us um, back into her life, and not really so much by choice to be a part of her life um, right around about 12 and 13 years old. And if anyone knows, that's the starting of teenage years, which is never fun. Amen. And um, mm-hmm. things, right. things just absolutely, unfortunately, um, just fell apart. Right. I didn't know that they brought me in because they were really on their last nerve of how to deal with her and how to process all of the emotions and feelings that she was going through. And I had no concept of the fact that they kind of brought me in to be the disciplinarian. And through this process, they finally got to the point where they just said, you know what, we don't know what else to do. She can come live with you. Wow. And, and wow. that was okay. a real hard pill to swallow for me because it felt like, I can't even imagine how she felt as far as rejection, but it felt like such a rejection to me and that somehow it was my fault that you know, she became this difficult teenager, even though that's, that's not true. Right. And very long story short, I'm trying to get through this really quick. Um, I did find out that she was pregnant, and it, it was a difficult moment for all of us. And she ended up keeping the child and um, eventually had, obviously, four more, or four total and the relationship has been very rocky, and I was just in awe because the relationship was, our communication had broke down, and it was because of a lack of honesty, a lack of um, respect. Communication. Mm-hmm. And right. Say that again. A communication, a lack of communication on their part with her and their part with you. Yes. Honesty. Yes. Authenticity. There was a lot of things that they, they didn't want me to know. And I, I never really knew that, actually, until probably about five years ago, five, six years ago. You know, I knew there was something going on, but I didn't quite know. And apparently, there was a lot of things that they had said they didn't want me to know about. And that, you and know, I there think was, that... There was a you, lot of lack of um, just, just education on how to manage this kind of a relationship, how to manage 
the difficulties and and no matter how hard I tried to talk to them and try to process of how do we do this together, they were very um, angry. And unfortunately, I was very angry because I wanted to work things out. I'm a a communicator. I want to talk. I'm very honest, probably honest to a fault. And it, you know what? I was, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but you have said, I've been scribbling notes since you've been talking because like I said, there are so many things that that I want to talk about and I know we're just not going to have the whole time and we just started. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that I want to, and and we're going to take a break in just a second, but one of the things I want to come back and talk to you about is that communication piece that you mentioned and how Mm -hmm. that is so key, especially between someone who um, thought they were doing what was best and because of Mm -hmm. the way things worked out, doubted their own choice. And we don't want um, birth moms to doubt that choice. So I want to talk about that with you a little bit more. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk more with Linnea, founder of Life After Placement. Okay, guys, we will see you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. 
If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, we are back talking with Linnea, founder of Life After Placement. So we're just going to, I'm going to stop talking and you just jump right in where you were when we had the break. Okay. So with, with all this craziness that had gone on, um, there, there was nobody really out there that was in agencies that really done anything about reuniting. It was still kind of new. Um, it was kind of still not talked about. And I really wanted to make some kind of a difference, and I thought it was really odd that no one talked about PTSD and postpartum depression with birth mothers, and how do we handle the relationship, let alone the reuniting stage? There was no sets of rules or anything to follow by, and there was a few books that started to come out about, you know, reuniting, but it was, it, they were pretty vague, and it didn't talk about from the beginning to the end, and so when I... Finally, you talked to a friend of mine who was involved with the adoption community. He had asked me to be involved with our state adoption um, community, which actually handled all of our legislation laws and all the agencies met together. And I went, and it took me a good year to really find where my niche was because it's very intimidating to walk into a room with all these high-powered attorneys and legislators and, you know, agencies and and social workers and I thought oh my gosh this is really odd and there was only one other birth mother that was in it for maybe about a year and she expressed how she kind of felt patronized about not really being heard mm-hmm. and I'm a pretty big loud mouth so about <laughs> midway through after my first year really kind of knowing what was going on I really was very agitated about the fact that no one really wanted to hear about post-placement care, what was involved, and to listen to my ideas of of what was there. And finally, um, someone kind of came up and kind of in a very snarky way said, maybe you ought to just do your own thing. If you want things to happen, you need to do it yourself. And kind of reluctantly, I thought in my mind, well, I'll show you. (laughs) And I did. So it I didn't come without any painful moments. There was a lot of things mm-hmm. I had to learn. There was a lot of things I had to understand about nonprofit, finding the right people, and, you know, kind of going through the, the good and the bad of, of what's right and what's wrong and what's legal and what's not legal. And what I found was is that there was a way more women that kind of came out of the woodwork that have never had a support group like I have didn't even know there was one that existed, and that a lot of these women had never even dealt with their the process of placing their child for adoption and were just absolutely terrified of their child meeting them because they really didn't know how to process the first time. How in the world are they to process the second time? So I started Life After Placement, so it was not just a safe place for birth mothers to be online and be able to talk about their feelings and what's going on. But it was basically the education of what triggers are there because we suppress so much for so many years and a lot of people really don't understand what PTSD is, how does it affect you, what are those triggers. And if you can all imagine having a child come into your life and you've never told your family and your children show up at your front door saying, hey, you're my mom, that's a lot of explaining to do. (laughs) 
and you and know, I never even and feelings that go involved. So I never that was even thought pretty about much that. the reason. Yeah, I never yeah. even thought about that part. I never thought about. I never thought about the part about how to counsel girls or women and support them. I, I, I got the part about supporting them after they make placement. But until mm-hmm. you just said that just now, and I've been all mm-hmm. over your site and we've talked, it didn't even dawn on me that a, what another thing that you do, a huge part of what you do, is talk to mm-hmm. them about what it must be like when your child comes back and you meet for the first time and what that mm-hmm. can be like. Because you're right, that that is a whole additional part of this whole journey that you make this yes. decision, you know, when your child is still in utero for most for most people, mm-hmm. then 20 years later, you have to be prepared to revisit that as if you have him because you and I talked and you you're going through it the whole time. Different things bring are going to bring it up the whole time. But then you have to know that there's going to become another time when I'm going to be faced with this child if I have not had an ongoing open relationship and we're going to have to have that discussion and how much stress does that cause for you oh, to, it's, to it's and then to on, wonder it's off the charts. Right, I, there's no other wonder, word for it. It's just right. absolutely off the charts. <laughs> I can only imagine that and then to wonder if you know based on what they say to you you start to wonder about your choice because in, like in your situation, if if your mm-hmm. daughter comes to you and or her her adopted parents come to you and say, you know, we've had some struggles, we've had some issues, of course you're going to think, did I cause this? Is this something that I did? You do. You I know. I call it the mother's guilt because mm-hmm. I don't know of any mother who, you know, when the child does something or there's some kind of an issue or something that happens, we tend to want to blame it on ourselves because right. we gave birth to this child. We grew this child in our bodies. And so our first reaction is, what did I do wrong? You know, mm-hmm. somehow this is my fault for this behavior or how they turned out and what they did. Right. And that's that's another issue that I don't think a lot of people, I mean, I think every mother does that to some degree with their children. And and it's a process that we all have to work on. But to have your child come back in your life after, you know, between mine, like 20, you know, 12 to 20 years. Right. If you start to find out all the, the kind of the little bad things in that, there's this sense of even more guilt if you haven't sure. processed the guilt and the, the just the grief in the beginning of placement. It's almost a hundredfold when you reunite with that child because somehow you feel like you failed with the decision that you made. And then you do find yourself regretting and you do find yourself wondering, you know, could I have done anything different? And it, it kind of throws you in this depression. Again, it's, I call it the trigger that that's where the PTSD starts to come in. And it kind of unleashes all those emotions that you tend to suppress all those years and it gets tenfold worse knowing, oh my gosh, things didn't work out. Did I pick the wrong parents? Did did I do something wrong in my pregnancy? You know, it, and I can't say this for everyone because I've met some amazing adoptees that really, really, truly came out with it really well because the adoptive parents had such high regards for the birth mother. But I found that that's actually more rare than I thought it would be. So really the education that I found is the lack of education of how important it is to speak of the adoptive, the adoptive parents understanding how important it is to refer to the birth parents 
at high regard, regardless of who she is, why she plays for adoption, and and whatever that may be, it's a mirror, and that child mirrors whatever Absolutely. the parents say. I must yeah. be that way. Mm-hmm. And so, we if had the a- parents have insecurities of their own, and this really does happen, of kind of an inferiority type feeling of if I say anything positive about the adoptive parent or birth parents the adoptive parents feel like they'll lose that child. They won't love me anymore. And that really, really isn't true, but it's a, it is a true fear for adoptive parents to have. But what they it don't is. realize is the consequences that it has on that child and how it affects them when they begin to the age of wanting to meet their birth parents and how they feel towards their adoptive parents. It's a guilt trip, and it's a really difficult thing for adoptees to process. And they tend to have more anger than mm-hmm. you would realize. I don't know if you've talked to any adoptees yet on the, on the show, but there is quite a bit of anger out there. And, and again, it's all about education and understanding of what the right wording is and how to act and how to handle the situation. And there's not a whole lot of education. I mean, they're starting to now, but there really isn't that education of how to process that, especially for birth mothers. So that's why I I started Life After Placement was to help people understand this stuff really does happen and it's okay to talk about it and it's a safe place to talk about it because that's a really difficult thing to process and the last thing we want to say is, oh, I regret this. Um, Right. Because that's the first thing she tends to think and then she kind of suppresses it like we've all done for several years because who else do you go to and talk about that? So re-education counseling is, I'm finding, is a lot rarer than I was hoping it would be, and it's very difficult to find, and it's something that a lot of people don't know does exist. So that's a huge reason why I I chose to do not life after placement, was to get so much education out there, but also have a safe place to come and talk to anybody and other birth mothers you know, and to talk to social workers, counselors, and and make sure that there's, I know you can't see it, but there's um, a website that attached to that that is specifically for birth mothers that they get to be a part of, and it has a lot of education of understanding what PTSD is and and postpartum depression, how to manage it, how to process it, and who you can talk to in that area. And I'm, I'm thrilled to death because it's getting bigger than I can possibly keep up with, but it's slowly starting to take off because it's a I wouldn't imagine of- I would imagine that it would because and, and I actually yes. have the website pulled up right now it's, it's a beautiful website it really is it's very easily it's you you can easily use it um the, it's it's laid out really well I love the way that and you offer a lot of different services and we're gonna we're gonna take a break in a few seconds and we're gonna get into those but I I have to say that I I support adoption I do I support adoption. Mm-hmm. I support creating creating families through adoption. My biggest, um, the area that I think I focus on mostly and what I hope to do with this show is to encourage folks to communicate and mm-hmm. encourage folks to 
be honest about what you should expect as the as the expected mom, as the the parents who are adopting, as the child who is adopted, and continue those conversations because I think that if we are honest, we are authentic, then we know what we need to do, we know what to expect, and we can help ourselves to cope, and we can help our families to be healthy, happy, and strong. So I, I support adoption, and I know that you do too. When we get back mm-hmm. from the break, we're going to jump into the site, give folks an opportunity to know what they can look forward to if they come on and try the site out, and talk a little bit about some of the extra services that you offer. So if you guys hang tight with me, I will see you on the other side. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Streaming live. The leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, this is Micah with Adoption Unscripted. I am talking with Linnea. She is the founder of Life After Placement, and she also is a birth mom with one hell of a story to share. And um, we're going to keep going with that. I want to make sure we were just talking on the break, she and I, about um, and about the the whole journey of adoption. And, and I was saying, um, and we were both saying that I think what needs to happen and if someone's like well you know Micah what is your opinion so my opinion what needs to happen with adoption is that we need to have honest authentic conversations we need and no matter where you are in this adoption journey whether you are the parents who are 
hoping to adopt, whether you are the mom making the adoption plan or considering it, or whether you are the child who is growing up, the adopted child who is growing up, this is not a journey for the faint of heart, no matter where you are and in that scenario and no matter where you are on the journey. And to me, and just my opinion, but having worked with adoptees, with adopted parents and professionals like yourself, to me, we need to educate We need to be honest and open. We need to educate and we need to support. And if we do that, then adoption can be the beautiful thing that it is. Um, It is. I support 100%, but we need to do it in an honest, open, authentic manner. And then we need to support one another through the journey. So that is exactly what you're doing. And that is what you do with Life After Placement. I was talking about the site right before we went to break. And can you tell me about some of these services that you offer? Because you offer, you're in Utah, so you do um, you do like live in person workshops there. Is that right? I do, I do. We do a support group every second Thursday of every month. Um, we do it in a safe place. Um, I I like that because it keeps uh, and a lot of the women don't want to go back to the the place of trauma and I they call it the place of trauma because if it, they did it through an agency, mm-hmm. it's kind of like going back to a crime scene. They're not comfortable with it. Not all, but most of them don't want to go back. A lot of women mm-hmm. don't want to go back to the hospital that they went to when they gave birth, right. or go back to the same doctor that they have. So I found a very nice calming place that we have support group and we do word of the month and the reason why we do word of the month is try to encourage women to speak sometimes they don't know what to talk about or where to talk about it specific subjects so I come up with the subject every month and that way it kind of helps encourage women to talk about something that has to do with their adoption and then the support group goes from there of how to speak um, and deal with whatever is going on with the word of the month. And if it takes off to something else, that's fine too. We have an opportunity where they, women can um, Skype, it's kind of like Skyping in. They can call in at any point in time. And we've, I've just started now working with other agencies, well, I shouldn't say other agencies, other nonprofits for birth mothers that are accredited and they're doing things legally and right and they have the same goal is that Life After Placement does to help these women that they have a safe place to go, someone to talk to, and someone they can relate to. So we have a gal that was healing with birth mothers out of L.A. We have Ohio birth mothers. We have, oh, it's just absolutely growing. And we're kind of all trying to stay on the same groove. That way there's a consistency that these women know that there's a safe place to go and talk about whatever it is they may need to talk about it. And and it's not that adoption is bad because I love adoption, despite that my story sounds extremely negative <laughs> and it is hell, but it's actually through that is why I did this because I don't want anybody else to have to go through what I went Absol- through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I don't think, and I think I, that you, oh, you, I, I yeah. think that everybody could learn. I mean, who wants to make the same mistake someone else's did, especially if it was as horrific as mine was. <laughs> So I just want to encourage women to own it. And like we talked about, communication and honesty, it's, it sounds easy, but it's a lot more difficult than people realize. And even through marriage, you know, that's something we have to work through or any type of relationship. And 
one of the things that I tell everybody that I talk to, if you can manage those two, then you can set healthy boundaries, especially during an open adoption where you can actually speak to the birth mother and the adoptive parents and the adoptee to set those healthy boundaries. But you can't do those healthy boundaries if you're not being honest and you're not communicating in a healthy way. Because we all know that kids will grow up, they will become a teenager, and they need to have those boundaries. We all know that children have to have discipline. They have to have boundaries so they know how to grow up to be civilized people and Mm -hmm. to function in the world. And if you don't have that, that's where things start to break down and fall apart. And and I'm a real big advocate about that just because it was a huge lack of what happened with my adoption and not by my choice. I mean, no one wants to admit they did something wrong and it's easier to blame somebody else. It's human nature, but it doesn't fix the problem. Right. So that's kind of been my advocacy with helping these women do this. So we offer services that not only is a support group, an online private support group. For women, it's like five bucks a month. I think if you can invest in yourself, you can afford five bucks a month. You have all the resources at Mm -hmm. your fingertips if you need it. I'm still working on building all that. And then the other part of the resource is just educating the adoptive community. So I'm working with the states and having them understand what's going on, working with other agencies to help educate them. We have what we call, um, I call them birth mother boxes. They're boxes that we sell that's a um, one-month, one-year membership. It has a journal. It has a few goodies that are in there. It's a plain black box. Um, I think it's a neutral color right now. I haven't changed the picture. And it's $100, and it's great for attorneys, doctors, agencies, um, adoptive parents can buy it and give it to the birth mother. There's no expiration date on it, and at any point in time, she can be involved in it. One of the other services that we also offer is I've got a birth mother who does a pen pal program. She's been doing it for years, and she has been phenomenal at it. We've got about 400 cards we put out here a few months ago. And it, it's just it's just growing, and it's amazing how many women from worldwide that are sending letters and part of the pen pal program that's involved. And she kind of manages and handles that, and she's she's phenomenal at it. I mean, she hand makes these cards. And we've mm-hmm. got a lot of amazing birth mothers that join in and also hand make these cards. So there's some hand make cards in these boxes to introduce them to our pen pal program. So at any point in their after placement, they can kind of jump in either slowly or jump in with full feet, you know, and just get involved in any way, shape, or form she feels up to it. But we want to make it something that she walks out of the hospital with, with something in her arms, and to place to put all the paperwork, because something, I don't know if anyone realizes, but that's a lot of emotions and feelings that are happening, especially after placement. And, and hormones. The the hormones are everywhere. Get, yeah, the papers yeah. tend to get lost, and they tend to. We want to. We don't know how to process it. We're we're just dealing with so much emotion. So the box is basically just for that. It just kind of keep things organized and just kind of. We want to. I call it the box. We want to separate our emotions from reality sometimes, and we kind of shove it in a, a closet or a box mm-hmm. or however you want to look at it on a visual side. But I call it the box. So it's a great way. It's an unmarked box and no one needs to know. And they can put the information in there and set it someplace and get to it when they're ready for it. Um, I, it's 
it's actually taken off and I keep adding more and more to it and I'm we just sold quite a bit a few of them to another agency down south so it's they're finding the value in it because these women don't want to go back to the agencies and have counseling and you can't force somebody to do something they don't want to do so to at least give them the resources so they can eventually get there is is my goal is to make sure that they have the resources at their fingertips so they're not completely isolated and alone I um, met with um a birth mom, we had coffee a couple of months ago, and she was very, very happy with her choice, and she was in an open adoption, and so she was able to, she didn't want a lot of contact, which I understood, but she did get pictures and cards, and, um, you know, now with, with, phones that have videos on them the parents would send her little videos and things like that so she felt like she was a part of the their her child's life the it was a wonderful relationship between she and the 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 parents that adopted her child and she felt like she did the right thing she had no regrets however she still had depression she still mm-hmm. had um, times when she worried that even though you know her her child was very happy that she had made the right choice and she still wanted to talk to folks who understood what she was going through and so what I was doing was setting up an opportunity for her to chat with a couple other birth moms that I know in the area and making an introduction we were all going to meet for coffee Mm -hmm. so even when the situation goes as great as it can possibly go and a lot for a lot of folks out there and folks that are listening they've had wonderful experiences both the um the the folks who've adopted the adopted parents and the birth mom they've had a wonderful experience there are a lot of adopted parents who are so grateful and fall in love with the birth mom as well as the child i see that Mm -hmm. all the time i think what's most important to me and I think to you as well, is that we're not saying that there that you only have an issue or you only have depression or you only have um, the need to talk when it doesn't go well. We're saying that you might need to talk even when it goes as well as it can possibly go. And everything is great and wonderful and the child is loved and, and everyone respects the choice that was made even in that situation you still might need to talk to folks who've been through what you've been through who've walked in your shoes who know how you feel when you see that commercial on television and you know that that is the same age as your child would be my mom has a friend who uh, who had an adoption plan at the same time that she was with had was pregnant with my sister and I and my mom would tell us how the woman would call and say, how are your children doing or what are they doing now or or call on the birthday because she knew that her child was the same age as my sister and I. And this went on for a really long time. So we're just saying that support is is where it's at. Everyone needs support exactly. and you are giving it to them. And that's why I love you yeah. and I think you're great. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get some information about where we can contact you and um, how we can get in touch with you if, if we want to become a part of your of your website and your membership. Okay, guys, so you just hang on for a second and we will be right back. Oh, 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the Spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are back with Linnea, founder of Life After Placement. This always happens to me. Everyone who listens to the show regularly knows that I always run out of time. I never, and they don't have two-hour shows on Voice America. I don't think that they do. Maybe I should ask, but I don't think that they do. So I always run out of time. We have so much more to talk about. You should see I have all these notes of things that I've highlighted, and I didn't get a chance to bring them up. So first of all, will you come back to the show? Absolutely. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Okay. Secondly... (laughs) Tell us where we can find you online, any social media that you you have, and your website address for your fabulous um, program. Oh, thank you. Um, It's lifeafterplacement.org, all one word. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can just hashtag lifeafterplacement. Um, we're there. I do not hold um, a support group online at Facebook. It's really not as protected as we all like to think it is. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. uh, if you go onto lifeafterplacement.org, there's a tab at the very bottom, well, at the far right, and it says memberships. And it'll ask you if you're a birth mother. Um, it's like I said, it's $5 a month. You can set it up or pay your full year, however you want to do it. And it also has an option if someone wants to pay for a birth mother, you can just automatically make payments. It's $5 a month to any birth mother. And you, if you specifically have a birth mother you want to pay for, if she doesn't have to know, it's just a great way to just help birth mothers kind of get I involved. I love that. So, I love that. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. So a monthly I learned group something and we have support there. You also have the shop. Um, there's a few things that you can do for the shop. And then it also says if you want to get involved in the services that we have, it's growing. I just haven't updated the website because it's growing so fast. It's amazing to me, and I'm just so grateful That's awesome. for it. That's awesome. I love but hearing that. That's awesome. It's pretty explanatory, and at any point in time, anybody could um, get onto the webpage and email me at hi at lifeafterplacement.org or Linnea at L-Y-N-E-A at lifeafterplacement.org. So either Thank way, so I will much. still get the message and be able to help support anybody that's there and find support in their area if that's what they need. And if you call her at 10 o'clock, she might even answer the phone. So be aware I of do. that. If I you call actually her at do. You <laughs> might answer the phone. My poor husband puts earphones in at I'm night. I'm sure he so does. He I know he does because you're probably because on the phone. All, every time I call you, you're like, I just got off the phone with the birth mom. Every time we've talked, you said that to me. I've just got off the phone with the birth mom. <laughs> so thank you so much for everything that you do. I am so looking forward to you coming back. I will get back with you so we can make plans for that. Thanks so much. And please enjoy thank the rest you. of your wonderful weekend. Okay. Take care. Okay, guys, so I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about um, a wonderful website that I found. You know, I like to give you guys some resources. If you are in any way a part of adoption or the adoption community, you are familiar with NACAC, and they have an awesome conference. They also have an awesome website, and you can go on the website, and um, they have a parenting tab. Now, under that parenting tab you can find so many resources. I spoke with Becky and Mary from NACAC, and they walked me through how to find their resources. So you're going to go on the parenting tab, and then it says find answers, and then it says connect. So it's very simply laid out. From those tabs, they have resources, they have support communities, they have a volunteer who will answer questions, they cover topics like transracial adoption, they cover topics for adopted parents, uh, adoptees, they also have some information for adoption professionals. Please check them out. I wanted... One of the, the the issues that I have with um, adoption is I don't feel there's enough post-adoption support. And that's the reason why I love Life After Placement, because they offer that post-adoption support. So if anyone knows of any adoption support online or in your local community, please send me an email at hello at Adoption Unscripted and just tell me the support that you offer or support that you belong to. I have some great friends on Twitter that offer support. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I will let you know who those people are. I have a wonderful group of adoptees that I will have on the show so we can hear their voice because they have a lot to share as well. So any information about post-adoption support, let's spread that 
information. Let's keep sharing and give everyone uh, the support that they need so they can be a part of this beautiful thing that's adoption. Two other housekeeping issues before I let you guys go today so you can enjoy your beautiful weekend. Um, we have a the Thriving Moms Mastermind. There's a beautiful commercial. I don't get to usually hear the commercials because I'm talking while the show is on, but I heard the commercial for the Thriving Moms Mastermind, and I tell you, it's beautiful, and I hope that you guys are interested and find a little bit more about that. You can check that out at Adoption Unscripted forward slash mastermind and it has all the information about that we are registering for that now i've made a couple of changes i talked to some moms who were interested in the mastermind i made a couple of changes i did do a price adjustment and change some things around to make it more accessible for everyone to participate so check that out and i was more than happy to do that And also, I'm super excited, and so is my sister. We are um, having our fall series for Seeing Color. We have a community here in Nashville. It's called Seeing Color, and we work with transracially adopted families, and we are kicking off our fall workshop series. We have four workshops. So if you're in the Nashville area or the Middle Tennessee area and you want to join us, we would love it. We have a Hello Beautiful hair workshop, kind of like the show I did last week. We have a workshop to step up your transracial parenting game. I think there is a show that is about that as well with Kevin Hoffman. We talked about that. We also have two of my favorite shows, Raising Black Boys and Raising Black Girls. Four different workshops in our series. If you want more information about our Seeing Color Fall workshop series, you can find that at the Seeing Color Community. Um, dot com forward slash workshops and we are super fancy so you can actually register from the website if you want to or you can give us a call here if you have any questions and we can help you with that the phone number is 615-392-0294 now if you make the call and a woman answers and sounds very much like me that could be me or it could be my sister Micha. so just be prepared for that that sometimes freaks folks out a little bit at least the first time but our parents here in Nashville they know that we're twins and they know that we look alike and that we sound alike so they're used to that but if you're new to the community that might freak you out a little bit so I'm just going to give you a heads up but we would love to see you come out we are at a wonderful location in the Germantown neighborhood of Nashville. It's a kind of eclectic neighborhood that's new and it's beautiful. We're at the Morgan Park Community Center. It's a great location, uh, not too far from downtown, so very centrally located. And, drum roll please, we are providing childcare. Because we believe that if you have a program for the children and, you, and the parents, you want them to come out, you need to provide child care. So we're also providing child care for all of our Seeing Color workshops. Okay, that was a mouthful. Oh, let's take a break. You guys, I had a great show today. I love Linnea. She's awesome and wonderful. We will be hearing from some adoptees coming up real soon. So stay tuned for that. That's a voice that we haven't heard from that we need to hear from. So everyone, keep sharing, keep supporting each other. Let's keep loving each other. And I have to say to everyone who experienced that horrible incident that happened at the beginning of the week, we love you, we're with you, and you're in our thoughts and prayers. I could not end the show without mentioning that. Okay, guys, take care. Have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you next Friday.
Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.